Welcome to the Real Estate Asia podcast, where industry leaders discuss emerging trends and business models, their upcoming developments, and how the real estate industry is evolving. And now here's your host, Tim Charlton. Welcome, everybody. In this interview with Real Estate Asia, we are discussing CBRE's outlook for the Hong Kong real estate market this year, being, of course, 2021. Joining me today is Tom Gaffney. He's a regional managing director of CBRE Hong Kong. He oversees all of CBRE's business activities in Hong Kong, bringing his broad experience across a variety of executive positions in investment, commercial transactions, and advisory. Tom is also a member of CBRE's Greater China Executive Committee. And uh, in our pre-interview, told me he does hail from Brisbane and Byron Bay, a lovely part of the world, close to uh, where I'm from in Sydney, but uh, in Hong Kong now, with lots going on. Welcome, Tom. Thank you very much, uh, Timothy. It's great to be here. So uh, thanks very much for inviting me. Fantastic. Now, look, you've got a very interesting portfolio there with, with Hong Kong. Can you walk us through, in general terms, what's happening in Hong Kong's real estate market, you know, in all the sectors, office, retail, logistics, capital markets? Not a problem. Look, it's been a really interesting, you know, I'd say 20 months for the Hong Kong real estate market. We've unfortunately been um, quite uh, impacted by what essentially was first the trade war, um, and then we had the social unrest here in Hong Kong, which which dragged on for about six months. And then, of course, COVID. Uh, then we got a bit more social unrest and then a bit more COVID. So, look, it, it has really been a stop-start market for us in the last 20 or so months. If we break it down into the sectors, though, starting with office, uh, we have seen, obviously, office demand uh, really slow over that period of time, uh, mostly led by the MNC or multinational sectors in particular, most impacted were the finance, insurance and legal sectors. We've seen rents during that period of time drop around about 20% over that course of the last sort of year, year and a half. And we're forecasting that to sort of continue to drop about another 5 to 10% for the remaining portion of this year. And the reason for that is given that we've got a lot of stock being handed back to the market because of you know, the current pandemic um, and a slowdown in the overall economy, we're also going to be met with a huge amount of supply in 2023. Some 6 million square feet of supply will be coming online. How does that compare to current stock of grade A, the 6 million? That's quite a significant increase in stock. Uh, what we're likely to see is we have a lot of shadow supply coming online, Tim. So if you add that up, what I mean by shadow is space that's being handed back to the market or leases expiring in the next 12 months, that to combined will add up to about 11 million square feet. So that's a lot of space. So to put that in perspective, that's about um, the same size as Chimsa Choi, which is one of our sub-districts here in Hong Kong. Uh, its entire office space becoming vacant. And then we have a further 6 million square feet of new supply. So in total, 17 million square feet coming to the market, when on an average take up per year, it's about two and a half, three million square feet. So, you know, we're gonna need a lot of space to be filled to get back to normal. So we do foresee that it's gonna take a few years before rents to start climbing again. Terrific. So moving on from that, what about the other sectors? I'll go on to retail. Retail's probably been the hardest hit, that and tourism. Obviously, with the borders being shut, that's really affected uh, sales anywhere between sort of a drop of 15% all the way through to around 73% drops in the uh, luxury watch and jewellery sector. So what we have seen is that rents on the high street have been terribly affected. 
we're seeing vacancy now at probably the highest we've seen in the last sort of three or four years of, of over 18% in the retail sector. We do foresee rents continuing to fall in the retail sector for 2021 by probably another 10 to 15%. And as a result, we'll probably see capital values drop from the peak, which was 2014 or 15 to, to today will be about a drop of 70%. So these are drastic drops, but they are coming from a drastic high as well. So we've got to remember the rents that we were achieving in 2014 were you know, globally some of the highest rents we saw in the world. But we are starting to see positive side starting to normalize in that sector. The F&B air, uh, sector with things opening back up in Hong Kong, we're starting to see some green shoots there. But until those borders reopen and tourism comes back to Hong Kong, we do, we do foresee that this sector will experience continued pain, uh, certainly through the first half of this year. If I move on to logistics, which has probably been our darling sector for the last 18 to 20 months, we've seen um, a lot of demand for industrial space where the pandemic has kicked in a lot of online sales, people needing to ramp up on their warehousing and storage as well as online retailing. Also, with a diminishing amount of supply of industrial in Hong Kong, is lending to a lot of sort of rental stability. So overall, we only saw industrial rents drop around about zero to six percent in the last 20 months, and that's correlated with capital values as well. So that sector we are seeing a lot of demand for at the moment, both to buy and to sell, as well as to lease. So that that area is a big focus for us at the moment. On the capital market side. We are seeing uh, some very positive signs on the capital market side. Actually, this year alone has been a, a fantastic start for CBRE. I think we've already concluded 11 deals in our first 50 days this year, uh, totaling in excess of $5.7 billion worth of real estate being transacted. So that's been a, a good start to the year. And a lot of that is pent up demand where some of the groups, mostly family offices or private wealth, have been looking to deploy capital, um, haven't been able to find the right deals in the last 20 months. But now I think vendors' expectations and, and buyers have, are starting to meet in the middle. And as a result, deals are being done. And we foresee that trend to continue, certainly in the first half of this year. Looking at those deals, what sort of yields do you think the investors are buying in at based on these current depressed rents? They're not exactly exciting yields. They're still around a sort of a, a three to four percent cap or, or yield in in Hong Kong. So they're still very low single digit. But that being said, you know, as I mentioned, we are seeing almost record depression in terms of cap values that we haven't seen since you know back in 1997. So as a result, a lot of groups are starting to to pile in. Well, where we see most of the transaction, as I mentioned, has been from family offices, local Hong Kong companies and developers. But in the last couple of months, we're starting to see some of the funds start to come back and enter the market. In the last month or so, we've seen four or so transactions being done by some of the big foreign funds. So that's an exciting sign. I think in the share market, uh, Tom, they always say when the locals are buying, when the insiders are buying, that's when you want to be in. So it's, uh, it's interesting that the locals in Hong Kong see the value in Hong Kong office and they're actually uh, putting their cash in. Yeah, Tim, I think you've raised a really good point there. And I think the stock market has helped. It's been very resilient um, in Hong Kong. In 2020, we had in excess of 154 IPOs. 
and most of those did in incredibly well. We had in excess of $700 million of uh, liquidity on in the Hong Kong banking system. So it's a lot of money being sort of sloshed around. And as a result, some of that and will hopefully end up in the uh, in the real estate sector. So with a positive stock market, we're hoping that more will be deployed to its other fellow asset class being real estate. That's right. Well, nothing is more important to Hong Kong people the closer to their hearts. And I know this having lived there for five years than, than real estate in Hong Kong. If we look at, broadly speaking, the pandemic over the last year, can you maybe talk a little bit more how it's affected those sectors? For example, in the office space, have companies actually started decreasing their size or are they keeping the offices open in the hope that everything will resume to normal once the vaccinations are done? We have seen um, demand slow. And we have seen a lot of, certainly in sort of finance insurance and that banking sector, we've seen a retraction in footprint. So we have seen quite a significant amount of space being handed back in the last 18 months. That being said, we are starting to see green shoots of demand picking up. And again, that is lending itself to the large volume of IPOs that have happened, plus the large amount of IPOs that are being planned to list this year. So a lot of the industries that are on the periphery of uh, IPOs, whether it's legal, banking, accountancy, are starting to re-look at the market and re-enter. And given that rents are so depressed, there are some really good deals to be done in the market. So people are coming back out to have a look. But we don't see that recovery to really happen until the second half of the year. So that's one sector we are watching very, very closely and one that we do foresee we'll see a, a bit of a change in dynamics in the second half of 2021. Yeah, and so if the, if the big banks and insurers are being very careful with their space or even downsizing, describe some typical companies that are coming in and taking on new space. Yeah, sure. So um, where we've seen most of the demand is legal firms. Uh, they're taking up more space. Some of the, the Chinese uh, national firms are starting to come back, albeit at a lot slower and a smaller rate. We're seeing the hedge funds are still expanding. We're seeing uh, some of the private equity still expanding. So it's ones that are sort of on the periphery of those sectors that we're still seeing showing signs of growth. And believe it or not, we're also seeing a, a quite a significant expansion in some of the co-working sector. So whether it's not so much from the hip uh, names that we've known over the years, but more of the traditional serviced office operators, uh, such as Regis, et cetera, we have seen them take up more space. So we're quite cautiously optimistic on the outlook for the office sector in uh, 2021. All right, terrific. Okay, so where do you think it's going to be the challenge past 2021 for Hong Kong in the real estate sector? Look, yeah, it's a really good question, Tim. And I think the big challenge to us all is whilst we're all cautiously optimistic and slowly but surely we're getting back to some form of normality as vaccines are being deployed and people are sort of really um, adhering to social distancing measures. But the reality is, is that until this pandemic goes away, it's very hard to tell when that recovery will really happen. That coupled with border closures, you know, Hong Kong is very reliant on tourism and, and cross-border flows with our neighbours in China and the Greater Bay. And so until that really recovers, I think it's going to be a very slow first half of 2021. We should see a pickup in 2021 back-ended. So at this stage, that's the main concern for us, is really around the deployment of the vaccines and the, the pandemic going away. Now, let's look at business strategies for developers. Yep. Do you have any, any tips for them? And also perhaps for investors and landlords as well, like 
what what should each of the players in the industry be adjusting and doing with their strategies? Most of the the developers are certainly here and around the region, I think, have reacted really well. If you look at China, for example, I think they were probably some of the best in the way that they led with the way that they wrapped their arms around their tenants. You know, they, they had to shut malls very quickly, give rental relief, etc. And as such, a lot of the other developers around the region have followed suit with their various measures. Some governments have got involved and that certainly helped. But one of the things that I think with with all this change has allowed developers to be somewhat more strategic, looking at retaining jobs and employment. One of the other things that we've seen is that they've been able to look at their portfolios and change up the tenant mix in there. Some have been able to upgrade and be able to attract higher quality covenants into their portfolios that they wouldn't have otherwise got over the years. And as a result, it's also forcing landlords to look at you know, ways in which they can mitigate the vacancy growing. So as a result, they're getting on the front foot with expiries a lot more quickly. They're doing renewals a lot more quickly. They're being a lot more collegiate around the way that they're sort of looking at retaining their core and key occupiers of their building. So, you know, for occupiers, this is a really good time to be having those discussions, whether it's here or across the region. So um, interesting, people are talking about the renewals earlier. I guess both sides want to know what, what deals are on the table. What other sort of trends and developments are you expecting to be happening? And what is your view of the regarding the recovery of the real estate industry in Hong Kong? I don't think we're going to see, you know, a huge differentiation in the tenant mix or use of offices. But if I can sort of shift our attention a little bit to, say, uh, industrial, that, that's been an exciting sector in the last 20 months where we've seen quite a lot of change in the tenant mix makeup. So what we're starting to see is a lot more landlords that are quite interested in cold storage. That's been become a really hot sector. Same with data centers, pharmaceutical, you know, and obviously uh, retail and tech have, have certainly grown in that. And, you know, in the past, we've sort of looking at them, uh, traditionally, they're looking at sort of the third party logistic operators as the, as the core occupier, or the landlords now are starting to shift away from that and starting to look at these other sectors as they a throw off maybe a bit better rent, uh, they're willing to take longer term and invest more in the assets. So as a result, the yields are a bit better. That's been an interesting change that is happening certainly now, but it's been carrying on for the last 12 months. And that, that's something that we foresee will continue for the next 12 months. Terrific. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to add or talk about that we uh, that we, is interesting? Yeah, look, I mean, I think one of the other things that we're also seeing more so in the retail sector is and for, for developers is to pay attention to some of the other, uh, I guess, neglected sectors, things like education, health and medical. These are some of the, the sectors that are becoming very prominent at the moment. And we're starting to see some of the developers actually building buildings in Hong Kong that are almost tailored to, to medical or tailored to education. And so it's been very interesting that, you know, if we cast our minds back, you know, three or four years ago, it would have been just, you know, who are all the key retailers to occupy this building or, you know, traditional office occupiers. But the landlords are now being forced to think about new and exciting new sectors. And it's going really well. And so that's an area that we're really excited to explore over the next sort of six to 12 months. Well, it sounds like a lot of good changes going on there. And uh, it sounds that there's an equilibrium being met between the investors and the uh, and the vendors or the sellers, at least in, in the office space. So good things to come ahead for Hong Kong. I hope so. I'm really looking forward to a, a much brighter 2021 in uh, years to come. Terrific. Tom Gaffney, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening. Subscribe to her channel on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. For more information, check out realestateasia.com.